Hey man, it's just more uh, more food for thought. Yeah, here at Name a Better. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. We're man. gonna get into all of that. Yeah, we're gonna get into the tough questions. <laughs> the tough I mean? questions. The concerns. The things the ladies <laughs> want to know. The things the fellas don't want to talk about. We here for y'all. We here for y'all, man. You know what I'm saying for sure. But yeah. uh, yeah, man, we had a great episode last week. Episode eight. With uh, Robin and Asia, yes, sir. They was they were great, you know. Well, let's 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 start this up the right way. All right, let's start this up the right way. You know what I'm saying? It's only, only one way to do this. Shit. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, man. Say that. Thanks for tuning in. I'm JJ, and this is AK. Welcome to Name a Better Plug. Yeah, we could do that. Yes, sir. We back again, back again another week. Oh, you guys thought we was gonna stop? You thought you thought we was done? Yeah. Thought I told you that we, we won't we stop. Of, thought it, I told you that we won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> they thought we was running out of material. Never. Come on, man. I got so much to say. Bro, I could talk about this shit for the rest of my life. Literally. Come on. Literally. Come on. And I know it'd be on your mind at all times. Come on. Y'all sick over this this shit, man. Listen, I know it's, it's always on everyone's mind because everyone's in this like weird loop of dating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for and sure. Whether whether you you just got out of something, whether you trying something new, yeah. Whether you've been on the market for a while and you're not sure where your stock price stands. Facts. Don't worry, you're in good hands, like Allstate. <laughs> Welcome to name a better. <laughs> I could never. Listen, man. Listen, that, that's what we're here for, bro. That's what we're here for. We're here to just say the things. That the fellas don't want to say and say the things that the ladies don't know about. And that you know they want to hear, man. Yeah, they yeah. want to hear it. They want to hear it. They, they, yeah. they want to know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, we try and say the shit that be on your mind, but you don't talk about. You know, and that's what I loved about last episode, right? Having um, Asia and Robin over because they said some shit that I was like, oh, word. Like, that's how y'all think? Like, y'all got, y'all got names for the dudes in the group chat? Like, what yeah, was it? Meals. Meek, 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 Meek Meals. <laughs> Meek Meals. Meek Meals. The Transporter. Yeah. Jason. What's his name? Jason Strahan. Yeah. Like, the Transporter. <laughs> I got a dude with a car that I need. Uh, I got a dick dude. Uh, and I got a dude for meals. You meals, know what I'm yeah. And I got one in the friend zone, just in case I want to talk about some regular shit. Facts. And I don't want to fuck with these other dudes. It's crazy out here, man. Yeah, actually, I didn't really... Think about. I think that having a roster is more of like a a guy thing, and everyone always talks about that. But women have rosters too. Yeah, that's the reality of the situation. And apparently, they got a tier system for their roster as well, which just takes it deeper. But you know, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I think um, how we prioritize our roster and how women prioritize their roster is a little bit different. But the fact that they have one and that they have a tier system is nuts. I would I would have never. Never, never thought that. Like, yeah. I, I always knew that chicks have, like, one guy in the tuck, but to, like, have a roster in At the tuck. At least one. Yeah. Oh, come on. Let's At be least real. one. Let's, let's be I'm honest. not I'm not talking to nobody. What about um Jason? Oh, oh he's I'm, just my friend. Right. That I fuck. Come on, man. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really fuck with him like yeah, that. Yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny. Yeah, it's, it's definitely crazy, but. The world we live in. 
Listen nah, here. but aside from that, and we're going to get more into these hot takes and takeaways from uh, episode eight, but I wanted to just shout them out real quick. Uh, if you haven't tuned in, they got a, a, a podcast themselves, Coffee and Tea Pod. Tune in, hear the girls' perspective on some of these topics. Um, but shout out to Robin and Asia. It's love, it's love, it's yeah, love. Yeah, for man. sure, for sure, for sure. That y'all gotta check out coffee and tea. And all. oh yeah, and we're trying to we're we're gonna line something up. You know, <laughs> uh, Los Cuatro's. You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Los Cuatro's. Nah, we we're a good team, man. If nah, I'm yeah. not gonna front, if I was to ever consider putting females on a show permanently, they would be the first ones. That yeah, no, out. I like their vibe a lot. I yeah. like. I think that even just having the knowledge about. Uh, podcasting and being familiar, mm-hmm. you know, with with kind of the format because it's, it's definitely different than like a regular conversation. I thought they handled that well uh, before we got a little lit towards the end and things Facts. got a little out of Facts. hand. Facts. But Facts. hey, Facts. that's Facts. what that's what we do here, you know. We Listen, get a little man. spicy. Yeah, Asia had me sweating. <laughs> Asia a, had you sweating. Spilling a cough. Robin was talking reckless. Oh my goodness! But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. We we're here to just show it all, man. Listen, if y'all now tuning in and y'all just y'all new to us, you know what I'm saying. Go back to that last episode. Y'all got to check it out. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Definitely for different. Sure. Definitely yeah. different. We, I feel like we've been on a little roll these last few. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. We. I don't think we miss. Oh, never. We don't miss. We're just going to keep it rolling, matter yeah. of fact. That's a fact. You know um, but yeah, let's get let's get into some of these hot takes from that episode. Um, a couple of things that came up. Well, actually, so today, yeah. today we're going to be talking about, uh, well, I hope we can get through all this, but we want to start off with talking about uh living with your boyfriend or girlfriend yep. how, how that dynamic changes you know what's the transition from uh you know going over you know seeing them or dating casually and then they start bringing the weekend bag over they start leaving shit at your crib and then you know getting ultimately yeah, getting in getting into that relationship yeah, for and sure. uh so I wanted to set the stage for that. And then, so some something that came up in that previous episode was levels of being single. So I think that's a good like starting point in terms of um, transitioning from whatever level you are, being signal, s- single and then getting into a relationship and how that dynamic changes and how uh, over time, you know, ending up living with your boyfriend or girlfriend uh, has an impact on the dynamic. So do you think that uh, as a guy, you have that same kind of thing where there's levels of you being single or is that like just what ladies do? Uh, uh, there's two parts to my answer. Okay. I would say I think there's levels to being single, but I don't like I don't have hard lines mm. between them personally. See, I think there's only one level to being single and that's dating with intention and that's it are you intentionally trying to get a girlfriend looking for or, a wife? but are you not or are you just are happy you being single yeah that's but it. that so there's then that's two different things though kind of in my mind I, I i see how I, I i see what you're saying i see what you're saying all right i i, I could see how you could argue that but they two, broke two different yeah. levels but i would really just put it straight as What's my intentions? Am I well? I guess this, am I happy being single or am I not? <laughs> right? Well, like, yeah. yeah, there's like, that too. Like, there's that I, too. Yeah, am I am I a depressed single and I'm not enjoying my single life and mm-hmm. freedoms and going on dates and and having a good time, or am I enjoying that? And I think that also plays into oh shit, I need to get a girl now because this shit not working, mm. or I'm good. Okay. 
So, but they broke it down like they're single and dating, right? Single and hoeing, and single working on themselves, single and celibate, right? Single and celibate. I'm just working on myself. I'm trying to align my chakras. Right. I'm I'm looking at the moon and the stars, and you know I'm I'm not even fucking with nobody because I I, I just gotta close myself off from society on the low. <sighs> Which to me, I think, I don't know I, if that's necessary, man. I, yeah, I agree, and I, I and I brought that up on the pod. I said, well, is that is that like a side effect of being depressed? Signal mm-hmm. single. Yeah, because to me. <clears throat> You can you can always work on yourself. You can always grow. And if you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage, you're going to have to work on yourself and you're going to have to work on the togetherness of the relationship. So I feel like you working on yourself, quote unquote, by yourself, like puts you in a bad place for a relationship because now it's like you don't know how to operate with someone else. You don't know how to grow with someone else. And it's very important to be able to have that dynamic. So I, I just think working by yourself and being celibate, I think being celibate is great. Like if you know you don't want to have sex and you don't just want to give it up for no reason. <clears throat> but yeah. at the same time, I think it's very imperative to know what it is to work on yourself while dealing with someone else, you know. But there is that other devil's advocate where am I, can I offer anything to someone if I don't know who I am, you know. So I, I could see both sides of it, but. Yeah, well, yeah, what what came to mind when you were saying that is like I think that there's constant work to be done on ourselves. Absolutely. And and uh it yeah, it doesn't stop. I think we go in waves of like, oh, we're happy with ourselves, we're doing good, we're hitting our our marks, mm-hmm. and then sometimes we fall off and then we you know, we need to be self-aware about that. But I don't think that changes whether you're in a relationship mm. or single. Mm. And I think you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when you're in a relationship and you're not hitting your marks, then it's amplified because it has an impact on your relationship. And if you're not good with yourself, then naturally your your negativity about that is rubbing off on your partner and that creates further problems. And that's a lack of communication and, and constructive criticism and, and, and whatnot that, you know, we're not going to talk about right now. But I think that plays a role in it. But um, yeah, I think that you have to be good with yourself in mm-hmm. order to attract someone new, whether you're single and dating or even to have a healthy relationship. And also it's about taking accountability at the end of the day. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not my best self right now. I need some extra support. Mm-hmm. Like, let me, you know, let's talk about that. And I, I, and I think, and that, that was to my original point, right? Like it's okay to lean on someone to help you grow. You know what I mean? Because, in life, you can't do anything by yourself. So it's okay to have that other person that you're dealing with and let them know, like, hey, this is my mentality and learning how to grow with another person. Whether you plan on being with this person long term or not, like that skill of, like you said, having communication and constructive no, criticism, constructive criticism, like having those skills is very important because if you spent maybe you took two years, three years off, right? Being by yourself, just figuring you out. That's great. But now when you throw somebody else in the mix, it's a big ass monkey wrench and you don't know how to handle someone else's emotions Yeah, because you only know how to work on you by yourself, you know? And I think that's a, a the thing that people do yeah, that doesn't push them forward because, yeah, you know how to work on yourself, but you don't know how to work 
with uh, in a couple or as a team. Right. You, you know? have to enroll them in that process. Yeah. Or else it's going to feel like you're shutting them out. And yeah. that's not that's not what you actually want to do. Right. Ab- absolutely. Because if said person cares about you, they're going to want to help you get to that next stage. You know what I'm saying? They're going to want to do whatever they can. For sure. And they're going to want to give you your space. You know what I'm saying? And that's another, it's a big factor in building trust. Yeah. Oh, Because if you can't, absolutely. if you're not able to open up about what's, what's going on in your personal life, then how do you expect them to do the same? How do you expect to develop that trust, right? So if you, if you are serious about someone, you need to be vulnerable. I mean, at the end of the day. But I, I understand that it's a hard transition between uh, I got this shit myself. I'm single. I got, you know, my, my freedoms and shit. And, and I handle shit on my own because I'm independent. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that when you do make that commitment, it becomes a, a team of two right. on both of y'all problems. Right. And you also have to be accountable for them and offer the same in return. Yeah, because I would I would even argue that whole sense of independence, if you go into a relationship like that, is like a sense of selfishness. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're just thinking about yourself. Oh, right. I'm independent. I could do this without you. Da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, but- listen, that's fine. But like, we need each other to get to this next level. We need each other to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, but I also think that that's where the time and development comes in and it's important to take your time before uh taking that next step with someone because i i mean i I think i mean i've seen this a hundred times i'm I'm sure people could relate to this but like when when two people rush into a relationship Mm -hmm. and it's like they didn't take that time to grow and build that trust and start opening up and this and that and then all of a sudden it's like i'm single i'm independent now we're a team i feel like it's a much harder uh, transition because you didn't put that work in uh, up front and then that's where that could lead to problems in terms of uh, not not being able to differentiate open mm-hmm. up and and ultimately you know make it a team instead of a solo thing and I, I think that's a good point because actually everything you said I feel like is going to play a major role into our next segment but I want to take a step back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take a step back, and I was we just we just kind of like we're rolling right into it. Yeah, but there was a couple other points that we wanted to bring up about last episode before we die. Yes, yeah, so, so before we we because that, yeah, that was that, that, that would have been the, the, the segue. segue. Yeah. That would have been the segue of segues. But I was thinking that in my head too. But uh, we were just rolling, so yeah, that's what happens. So nah, it's, it's all good. But we can, I, I want to we'll, take I want to take a step back. Just hit some other circle, key points. Yeah, let's circle back on that. Well, I kind of touched on the next one, which was. Uh, you know, inviting someone over to the to your house. Right. You know, when when do you feel comfortable doing that? On last episode, I think Asia was saying like, "Oh, I'm not having someone over unless like I feel comfortable." Like we've been on a couple of dates, this and mm-hmm. that. Um, and then, you know, that's like a you know, you come on over for the night. Maybe we have breakfast. You know, you leave the next day. But then, how does that turn into? Oh, you bringing a weekend bag over? Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 got a toothbrush here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not throwing your shit out when you leave. <laughs> Yo, what is what is this? This is a fucking hair tie? Nah, this shit is garbage. You feel me? With your contacts. Yeah, like, yo, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, if, if I have a one-night stand and you leave some shit here and, like, I'm not seeing you again, like, don't hit me up asking for things you left in my house because... I don't know what happened to it, but it's not gonna be here. That's a fact. I won't put you on blast though, right? If if, I mean, if you are gonna see her again, you still throwing it away? Or are you holding on to it? it? Depends how that night went. I'm throwing it away. I don't care. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> I'm throwing it away. It's garbage. It's gar- yeah, I mean, yo, listen, if you're not responsible by your things, like 
I'm, come on, like, who am I? I don't right. really, listen. Yeah, we don't really know each other. Like, listen, get everything before you go. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I be. I say that too. I say, oh, did you forget anything? Yeah. This and that. Oh, look here. You you left your jewelry mm-hmm. on the on the night table. Whatever. Respectfully. Yeah. But if I do though, if I take those precautions and you happen to leave something, unless it's like a phone, a wallet. Oh well, yeah. yeah come on. I mean, yeah. 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 No, all right. I'm not a complete like. But I've asshole. I've I've been in situations. I'm not a complete asshole. Like I'll mail it to you, but like. <laughs> oh, you better than me. <laughs> you better than me. That's just going to the Department of New York City, <laughs> straight to the. Well, actually, I think. I don't know. I'm trying to remember the story correctly, but I, I think I left my phone somewhere or something. But I ended up having the person Uber it to me, or actually, okay. I sent the Uber. They put it in the Uber, and he drove it to me. Oh well, yeah, that's I that's, would do something. That's like different. That. Yeah, that's yeah, different. That. If it's a, like you said, if it's something important, your phone, your yeah, wallet. Yeah. But um, I've actually been in situations where. I would clean my apartment and like days later I would find like a head tie or like a scrunchie or something. Oh yeah. No. And I'd not know whose owner it is. So yeah, it just has to go in the garbage. Can't leave no evidence. Yeah. And then not even that. Like fuck the evidence, right? All right. Because I don't yeah, I'm single, it don't matter. But at the same time, it's not a good look. It's super not a good look. But mm-hmm. what happened if you ask someone like, yo, you left your head tie here? And it's the wrong person. Oh, you look crazy! Crazy! You look crazy. <laughs> That's a red flag. It's super red flag. <laughs> you you getting you're done after that. So it, it just might be best to just throw it away. That's how I'll be looking at it sometimes. Like not even on some shady shit. Just be like, yeah, just protect yourself. Yeah, it, it might be just <laughs> stay, stay safe. Yeah, it might be best if I just throw this shit out. So what's your what's your rule of thumb, right? In terms of uh, inviting a chick over. And transition into like the weekend bag situation. Like, what's what? How does JJ really mm-hmm. assess that? Well, I mean, yeah. Going back to my original point, I would think that uh, you know time is a key factor in that. Like, there has to be a natural development of our relationship, right? Like, so I'm definitely not the type to to rush into anything. I have a 90 day trial rule that I uphold strictly. Okay. So if you get to the end of the 90 day trial period and I feel like you passed the test and honestly, I mean, I also, I mean, this is my number one indicator. If, if we are sleeping together, you coming over, we're spending time. Um, and the next morning after whatever we go out, we have a great night, this and that. And the next morning after, if I feel like I don't want you to leave, then, and I'm asking you to stay, then I'm like, okay, it's time to take that next step. Like, you could leave a weekend bag because, I, I mean, I'll just say blatantly, I'm I'm uh, comfortable in my situation being single right now and these freedoms and independence, I'm enjoying it. And uh, it's not that I don't like uh, spending time, quality time with women, this and that, but... I haven't in the last two years found a girl that I'm like, nah, I want you to stay like after mm. we spend that night together. So that's a big indicator for me personally. And I think that uh, some people could relate to, to, to that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's probably step one. Um, that generally for me takes about 90 days to uh, assess that unless I'm like on some love at first sight shit. But I'm a little old for that now. So I'm just going to keep it real. Um, so I, I, I have two things that I factor into if, um, someone's going to, uh, bring an overnight bag. One is their distance from me, like that proximity. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm listen, and, I'm not unreasonable. Okay. 
Well, I mean, hey, listen, man, I, I'm just I'm just trying to find out. You facts, know what I'm saying? facts. So one one thing for me is proximity. Like if you live in Long Island, you live in Jersey, something like that. Like, okay, but I do have, and I think um, you and I might have spoke about this off mic. By twelve o'clock the next day, if I'm not feeling you, you, you gotta go. That that's that's how I feel. <laughs> by like twelve noon, the next if we wake up at eleven thirty, I feel I feel bad for you. But if we wake up like nine. Eight nine o'clock. Right, right. We up early. Yeah, we get some breakfast by like noon. Like you gotta, you gotta. Keep uh, it. let me throw a curveball at you since since we definitely had this conversation before, mm-hmm. uh, many times. All right. So what's what's some of the wildest shit you've done to get a shorty to leave the next day, when when she's overstaying her welcome, she not leaving on her own. What's one of the craziest things you've done? The, all right, <laughs> this is gonna sound mad shady. The craziest things I've I have done was like text one of my boys or text a group chat like I need y'all to call me right now and say like something's going on. And sure enough, my boys will hold it down. I'll get a phone call like, What you got you got a flat tire? Come on, bro. You have no spare. Where you where, all right, you know what? Um I'm in the middle of something. You gotta give me a minute, but I'm gonna come link you. Yeah. Like, yo, Shorty, I'm not gonna lie, like I gotta go get my boy. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. like you you gotta you I don't know what you're about to do, but I'm about to leave. Oh, you kind of got to go too, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I've de- I've definitely done that. I mean, it, it, it usually typically doesn't happen. I feel like recently women have been very good of like, all right, well, I'm gonna go home. But if if it's definitely like noon, I I will typically be like, oh, like um, yeah, I'm about to head out. You know what I'm saying like respectfully, I'm about to I'm about to leave soon. So I don't know what you have planned, but I'm I'm about to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, what I'm nah, you got to do that. Yeah, but if I really really fuck with you and I actually genuinely do have something to do um I mean, yeah. I, i'll leave and do what i gotta do and let you stay in the house right, but i right. would have to really really fuck with you facts no you know i agree saying? i agree with that yeah what but about, that's after that 90 day period i think yeah at, super yeah. super i definitely have a 90 day rule um so i don't make any girl my girlfriend before prior to 90 days no but what about you though all right so i think one of the craziest things i've done is i've been like yo oh my god i totally forgot i was supposed to i had this this business meeting thing um i think that's smooth all right hold on let me finish the story yeah so i said uh i got this business meeting thing yo i totally forgot but i gotta go right now and i've dead ass got, put my button down on whatever pants and shit like this that like rush i'm like well we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> I, wa- I walk her to the, the train whole thing yeah walk her to the train or something put her in her cab i do a lap around the block and come back in the house wow. and take everything <laughs> different but listen where i got that idea from or i don't know if it's just a similar story but i've heard other examples where guys did like uh one of my other boys like he plays soccer and shit yeah and he said he did the whole shit like yo oh my god i forgot i had soccer practices and that he said he put on his his whole outfit cleats everything uh walked around outside ran around the block <laughs> went back to the crib yo that's savage y'all different <laughs> crazy y'all crazy. super different hey man listen it is what it is listen you gotta do what you gotta do all right my boy you crazy you crazy man hey man listen we all got different strategies and shit that we do um but sometimes it be like that you know like listen if we didn't make it past that 90 day period if we just casually fucking or whatnot then sometimes that's what it is. It's a one night stand and that's all it's gonna be. I have to get Shorty out the door. 
Listen, man, it, it, it is it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It I is, feel you. It is what it is. All right, bro. Fuck it. Good segment. Good segment. You know what I'm saying? Little recap. Straight out. It's, it's shot o'clock. Yes, sir. Salute. Salute. Mm. But, uh, what, are you going to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to just circle back to that segue that I had about, um, well, getting into that transition of mm-hmm. leaving the weekend bag over, mm-hmm. you know, leaving a toothbrush at the crib or, you know, just different things where it's like, okay, we're getting to that next step. We're transitioning from casually dating into something serious and then ultimately getting into this next topic about living with your significant other or partner and how that dynamic changes. Um, so I brought up, I, I got a couple of points that, you know, just from my personal experiences, I know you got like a stat to drop, but um, I think we agreed that it takes about 90 days to see if you actually want to pursue someone uh, seriously in terms of transitioning from dating to a relationship. And then uh, what happens from there, right? Yeah, no, nah, that, that's a fact. And uh, I do think there's like a certain time frame. Um, I'm one of the big advocates of before you get married, you should live with your significant other. I know not everyone believes in that, but I'm definitely a big advocate of that. I want to ideally live with my girl for six months to a year before I make the decision to propose to her just because I want to see like that. That's just, that's just my take. I mean, I don't know. I think, well, how long does it take before you're ready to move in with your significant other? Well, for me, uh, a year. So for me, it's like a year, a year. And then that's it. Like all I need is 18 months to two good years to make a decision on if this chick's going to be my wife, especially like now I'm in my thirties. Um, yeah, I, I think, think it's, I think that dynamic changes as you get older. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't think I need the five year girlfriend to propose anymore. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need like two solid years, one year of us being together and then one good year of us being like cohabiting, living with each other and then making that decision. Yeah, no, the reason I ask is I just want to like, you know, try and put out a general uh, rule of thumb or timeline in terms of, uh, you know, what what goes into that thought process, right? So like 90 days to see, okay, yep. like, you know, I Na- might get serious with Shorty, let, like, you know, we could take that next step to actual dating. And then what's the time from that period where, okay, now we're dating to I'm going to ask her to move in or... For me, it's... It's another six months to a year. So I would do the 90 months, 90, 90 days, days, excuse yeah. me. I'll do the 90 days of, all right, do I want her to be my girl? I made her my girl. Then I would do another six months to a year of just dating her, like us both living in two different locations before I'm like, all right, you know what? Like, I really feel you. Maybe we should move in together, you know, consolidate some bills, work on saving money for the future. And then if that next six months to a year of living together goes really well, I will be ready for proposal and marriage. Okay. Yeah. What about you? So I think it's situational to some extent. Okay. Like um, how quickly that relationship develops, that bond develops. Uh, also, you know, wh- where she lived, proximity plays a role. Uh, how difficult is it to get together on a regular basis? Uh, when are our leases up? If we're mm. having those conversations, uh, where does she work? 
that plays a factor. Like, is it going to make sense? Right. Like, so I think it has to make sense to some extent, but also I think that love, like, and that bond will, uh, you know, will be stronger than, you know, it, it'll determine whether you move in with them uh, over some of those factors, right? Yeah, because so like, that's yeah. really my take. Like, I I don't really factor in any of those things. I think it's important. Maybe the one thing I might factor is how often we're seeing each other. And if I'm seeing you four times a week, two times going to your apartment, two times going to my apartment, like, at, I would be like, all right, we need to just live together. Yeah. I mean, in the past for me, and I've I've lived with girlfriends in the past. Yeah, so have I. Yeah, it's kind of been like a natural thing, like, this just makes sense. Like, it wasn't much of a, like, oh, I got to ask and this and that. It was like, you know, Shorty was staying at my house all the time anyway. It's like, all right, like, it's time to just move in with each other. Like It's like, you might as well just live here now because we're here now anyway. So the reason why I have that is because I lived with my ex-girlfriend, and that might have been, like, after four months. And in retrospect, I feel like it was a little too fast. I feel like you need to build some core values in your relationship before you move in with someone. And I think we didn't have those core values. So we were struggling to figure out the core values and struggling to cohabit. And I think that in retrospect, that's why I I have those numbers Mm -hmm. in my head. Like, obviously it's not hard numbers, but like ideally that's how I would like it to go because I want to make sure that girlfriend boyfriend thing is, has a good foundation. So then when we get on to the next challenge, which be living together, we don't have to worry about the foundational stuff. No, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I guess uh, going back to your original point in terms of how age plays a factor, like when when I first like had a, a shorty that I lived with, it was like in college, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're going from, and she was younger at the time. I had my own apartment, this and that. And like she was low-key living in like a sorority house. So it was like, oh, yeah. we dating, like, nah, like <laughs> you're going to stay here. Like, so that was like my first experience. And then even just like coming out of college, being young and this and that, um, it was different. I think it was like more just to my point, situational and it naturally made sense. But I think that as you get older uh, in our professional lives and the, and the careers and all that, then yeah, to your point, it has to, come down to those values and fundamentals and if it makes sense all around right so i i think i there is a different approach now in my life as opposed to uh back then but i i, I understand that and I, I respect where you're coming from and i think that moving forward i'll feel the same way so being that you live with one of your exes before have you ever felt like trapped in that situation i know me personally like i i kind of i kind of felt trapped like because me, I'll be honest, I moved into Shorty's apartment. Oh, okay, yeah. So that dynamic was a little bit different. It's not like we moved in together or she moved into my spot. Like, I moved into her spot. So I kind of felt like, to say the least, like a guest. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And I felt like I had to still kind of my house, my rules kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, and like me personally, like I value me time. You know what I'm saying? I value being by myself. So, like, maybe I just want to sit on the couch and play video games and she's in the room reading a book. And I'm okay with that because I know at the end of the night we're both going to be in the room. We're going to sleep in the same bed and things like that. But right. because it was, like, her space, it kind of, like, all right, maybe I, quote, unquote, like, eliminated her ability to go to the living room because I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm in her space. Well, and yeah, like I mean, it, so obviously it shouldn't be like that. But that kind of gets into, like, the meat of the matter of how the dating dynamic changes because you're yeah. going from living two independent lives and uh, you're getting together, having a great time, and then 
you know, maybe you spend the night or whatever, but then you like going back to your life. Mm -hmm. And now you're completely intertwining your whole routine and schedule around each other. So I think that's like a a gray area of, oh, how do we figure this out? And again, it comes down to like the communication. This is what I do. This is what you do. This is my morning routine. This right. and, that. and that can make and break a relationship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. I've heard, you know, like I've talked to some of my uh, friends that are girls and stuff. And they said that like, oh, I was really feeling this guy. He moved in and this guy was a slob. Uh, mm-hmm. He woke up late. Right. He, he wanted fucking smoke weed all the time. He's like, these right. are all things I didn't know about. And then three months later, she's like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's a real like uh, almost awareness and more insight between like, because it's almost like you put on your best act when you're dating, right? It's oh, like, yeah. I want to be my best self, this and that. But like when you live together, like, there's no hiding. Hide. Yeah, you there's can't no hide hiding. that shit. Yeah, yeah there's it's no over hiding. for that. It's if, over for that. If you shower right before you see your shorty, because there are dudes like that, right? If you do that, right. you can't hide that. When yeah. you're living with her, because she's gonna notice. Oh, this motherfucker ain't showering two days. Yeah, what's his real routine? Yeah, exactly. Maybe he doesn't have one, right? Mm-hmm. And I know Milan talked about like hygiene. Yeah, being a big thing. Yeah. Big, 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 big thing. So I think, I think, um, how your roles start to define genuinely is also important, right? Like I know me and you, we spoke about earlier, right? Like when one time I will buy the bottle, one time you will buy the bottle, another time we'll go half on a bottle, but it's just our routine and we'll do it however we do it right so how does that play a role in a relationship i think is important too right like who's gonna be like you know what i see dishes in the sink i'm gonna always wash the dishes or is it one of those things like you can wash the dishes and then i'll wash right dishes. right different just, chores and response yeah so just how those chores how those responsibilities take uh an effect and play a dynamic in the relationship you know i think that's, that's super important yeah i think it's about Obviously, having that conversation up front and when you move in, it's, I think it's important to do that right away so you can be like, listen, this is my daily routine. Like, mm-hmm. And then just like you you would do when you were younger with your parents, like, yo, I could take, I'll do the, the laundry and the and the dishes. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you could walk right. the dog in the right. whatever. Right, like, right, right. Like, I, I think that that's important to have that conversation before something naturally develops and it's like then then it turns to a different conversation where you like yo you you haven't washed the dishes yet like what's up like, yeah so one thing when I, I when i had a roommate right me and him agreed that the common areas will always be clean and we'll deal with the common areas on sundays so that was like our thing bathroom kitchen living room right sundays day. we'll we'll clean this that, and third if your room looks like a fucking pig fest that's, that's your business you. yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. business but Listen, you never know when I'm going to bring a shorty over. I I don't know. You don't know when I'm going to bring a shorty over. I don't know when you're going to bring a shorty over. Like, the sink always needs to be clean. No dishes in the sink. Like, we had that conversation before we moved in with each other. And I think couples need to do the same thing. No, nah, 100%. Yeah. Um, well, um, we got we got Smooth here. You want to see what Smooth thinks? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, our boy Smooth here. So, I just want to ask you, like, going back to the timeline thing, you know, what's your general timeline in terms of... You know, I'm casually seeing someone, and then what's the timeline for, okay, you know, this is something serious, now we're dating, to the timeline of, okay, now we're, we're having discussions of moving in and ultimately taking that next step. Yeah, I think at uh, my age now, um, look, uh, love is love, right? So if I meet someone and, you know, two, three months in, you know, things are going well, um, I wouldn't be opposed to moving in. Um Mm. Under my lease, though, not hers. Okay. 
Um, oh, you want to maintain uh, control. Yeah, I want to maintain some level of control just in case, you know, things uh, don't go well. Um, and then, yeah, from there, as far as like marriage, you said? Um, from, yeah, so you so how, before you kind of skipped a step. So before that, hmm. before you guys moving to each other, like how long is it going to take you to like make her your girlfriend and then move in with each other and then marriage? Yeah, so like if I match with a girl on Hinge, let's say tomorrow, <laughs> and uh, you know we kick it, we go on a few dates, and we rock out for like three, four months, and like it makes sense. Because I only do things that make sense. If it makes sense, um, I wouldn't be opposed to moving in in four months. Okay. Um, within four months. And then from 120 days. Okay, and then from four months to uh, her be, becoming potential wifey, is there a timeline on that, or is that well, no, just, no? I think that's I like it's, that's uh, what determines if she's wifey. So then at that point, you're, yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah. When I said wifey, I meant like wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, moving in. So you said three to four months after that point. So three to four months to see if she's wifey, to see if she's your girlfriend. Three to four months to move in. That's what your original point was. Look, I think it's um, <laughs> circumstance based, right? Okay. So like, Situational, you know, right? Yeah, yeah that's for what sure. So, um, like I said, love is love. So, if things move quickly, I'm open to moving quickly. It mm. makes sense. But yeah. if you know, we we take our time to get to know each other. This we're talking about like 18 months before we actually move in or consider each other mm. uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. But what I'm saying is, I'm open to moving fast okay. if. The love and and vibe is there. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. But. No. I, no. Let's just go back to my point. Like I said, ultimately, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But if the love is strong and you're really feeling it, then things could potentially happen faster. So I, I agree okay. with that. Okay. I mean, I'm for me personally, I'm not. I'm not with the fast shit. Like because I, to me is if it's going fast and it's working, then it's gonna work two months, three months, six months from now. So that's my. That's just my take. All right, all right. Well, let's get back to the narrative in terms of what you were talking about, how the dynamic, you know, when living together, figuring out that routine. And then, you know, you brought up a important point that I wanted to elaborate on, which is, you know, talking about independent time versus wifey time. Mm -hmm. Even within the crib, you know, maybe I'm in the living room, she's doing her thing, this and that. But then uh, taking that kind of one step further i think the dynamic changes drastically because uh before you move in you're always like oh my god i can't wait to see you uh mm. i miss you um you know what are we doing next weekend you got all these plans and then so that is completely eliminated when you move in because now you're constantly seeing them so one big thing that i've experienced in my relationship is like you go from that i miss you i want to see you let's make these future plans to uh, I'm with you all the time. And this takes kind of years, but I'm, I'm more so talking, you know, you're two, two, three years in living with each other and it becomes uh, the reverse where you're trying to find time to spend on your own or with your friends because you're around your shorty so much. So okay. Much. I, I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting now. Yeah, yeah. So because you're living together and you do everything together now, mm -hmm. it's harder to find personal time. Mm -hmm. Whereas... Before, when you're independent, you're living on your own, all you have is personal time and you're looking forward to that time together. So that becomes a, a factor. I think that becomes a factor in every relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And it says, oh, how can we, how can we, you know, enjoy 
our time together and, and spice things up and find fun things to do, which changes the dynamic of now our new comfortability that we found in living together um, while also maintaining a personal life. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, to what extent does uh, the size of the apartment matter? Like, I can't live in a shoebox with a significant other. <laughs> yeah, well, that also depends on where you live, obviously. See, I have the other. I have another take. I think, to your point, love is love. So if I love you, I'll share this room with you. Like, I will. A I'll studi- sh- studio? No, I'll share. Like, if I have a roommate, I will share this room with you if I love you. Like, well, hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Like, roommate? Yeah, if I, I mean, I don't have a roommate now, right? But if I did, if I had a roommate and I was in love and Shorty wanted to, quote unquote, move oh, in with me. Oh, okay, okay. Like, because he's saying, like, what's the, what determines the size of the, like, the, the size of the apartment doesn't matter to me. is me being there with you. You know what I'm saying? So if I have a roommate and as long as my roommate's comfortable with you being around or paying something around or however we make that agreement, then, yeah, you could live in this room with me until we figure out us getting our own spot. Right, but. Right. And, I, and it's crazy because it sounds opposite of the moving fast thing. But if we have been together for X amount of time and maybe we didn't transition to like, all right, let's look for our own spot. I have no problem spending six to eight months um, in the part in the roommate situation. So yeah. the, the size well, the size of the spot don't matter to me. I don't care as long as I'm well, with you. Nah, baby. What, I mean, I think that there's two parts of that because it's like that's the initial phase. OK, we decided to move in. And, uh, you know, now, whatever, given our situation, obviously the love trumps the situation. So we're going to do it. But ultimately, that's not the ideal situation. We need to get our own spot. Yeah, no, it's not not ideal. Uh, But I think what Smooth is talking about is we're we're getting our own spot, but how much space we're talking about. And what my point was, that's situational based on where you live because you, you, well, and that gets to the conversation of, you know, let's talk about financials. How much is she making? How much can we afford? Are we are we splitting it, or am I? Or to Smooth's point, I want to have my name on the lease. Mm-hmm. So, elaborate on that. Well, I was gonna say, uh, um, for me to move in with a significant other, it would have to be a two bedroom minimum. Um, mm, I really? like my alone time. I like to zone out, watch my Sunday football. When I'm working, I just like to work and just be in my own space and in my own world. And so for us to share like a room, like you said, to, to your point, AK, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Whoa. Wow. Hot take. Wow. Hot take. <laughs> nah. All right. How do well, you feel about that? Well, first of all, we got to back up. Have you lived with your significant other before? I have not. Um, mm. she, ah. mm. <laughs> uh, my, Hello. My ex, um, she spent, you know, maybe five out of seven days per week over at mine. So it kind of felt like. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Seven days at my crib. (laughs) Five to seven. (laughs) Kind of felt like we were living together. So. Okay. So you had a, you had a fake uh, living with your girlfriend experience, but not the full thing. So, so two things come to mind because. So I even, whatever, my shorty was living with me in a one bedroom situation and I already found complications with that after a number of years because, like, to you, I, w- I want to watch football. I want to do my own thing. She says, what the fuck are we doing? She's putting the, yo, you're not making plans for us. Uh, where are we going? Blah, blah, blah. You've been sitting in your room for hours. So that- I, I have a, it's kind of like off of what you said, but I have a question about that too, right? Like, do you feel like 
when you live with a significant other, the quote unquote dating phase like evaporates. Phases out. Yeah, it phases out <laughs> well, because it's like, babe, I see you every day. But yeah. I, but dating is also very important. It yeah, it does, and I think it's important to uh like either have a routine like of a date, date yeah, like a dating routine where yeah. it's like we need to work like every wednesday or thursday or friday whatever like we're gonna pick a day and that's our date night mm-hmm. like that date night is important to develop but uh going back to smooth's point you know i think heading two rooms and i need all this personal space that's gonna be a big red flag to your significant other yeah big red flag yeah i don't need i don't need that I don't need that. Why do you think it's a red flag, though? Because, first of all, women need attention. Attention is a currency. Attention is a currency. That's a and fact. you saying, yo, I want to do my own thing, this and that, go make yourself busy. That leads to, and I've been in this situation before, and it goes to, uh, why is he not uh, interested in me? Mm. Uh, what, what, this and that. But really what it comes down to, mm-hmm. unfortunately, is... Shorty don't have enough going on. Yo, go see your friends. Go make plans for yourself. Go maintain your independent life. But in my experiences, it's been once you move in and that relationship develops, mm-hmm. she starts to neglect her personal life. And I think that's uh, more so the case with women than men. Uh, I, I I can see that. I mean, yeah, no shade, but most of the women I've nah, dated. I mean, listen, didn't. I say that with all honesty and from experience and also what i've seen but i think it's more important for men to maintain their uh friendships and personal life than it is for women because i think generally speaking it's more so the goal of the women i gotta lock this man down i need to invest all my attention and time into him so ultimately i can get married because that's the big goal for women um and in my experience once i'm dating two three years in uh her attention shifts off of her friends and more so completely on me, but that can feel uh, sometimes claustrophobic. Yeah, but I think in terms of claustrophobia, that's kind of what he's saying, right? Like, I need the extra space. I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I don't want to feel claustrophobic. I don't want to feel like I'm tied and, and, and I can't have time to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I spoke about earlier, like, me being in the living room, her being in the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And I think... Maybe to his point, because I don't know what his thoughts is, but maybe to his point, someone being in the living room and someone being in the bedroom is kind of like, oh, you're sleeping on the couch versus if we both have our own comfortable space to go to, right? Like then the common areas are still the common areas and everyone will feel comfortable in, in the living room and things like that. And when we in the bedroom together, well, it's fine. Yeah. Let me shoot some women. Let me shoot the women some bail mm-hmm. because based on my point, uh, with their ultimate growth goal to get married, I think after two, three years and you're not married, they're heavily thinking about that. And so Yeah, baby, don't so, do not waste your time. I'm I'm with that. Don't waste your hold time. On, hold on, hold on. But as a side effect of that, their main priority is I gotta push this to the next step. So mm-hmm. they're gonna drop whatever it is they're doing in their personal life. And that's priority. And they're putting it all on you. I'm not mad at that. Though. But that yeah, but also if you're not ready at that time. Then why are you wasting her time? Okay. I mean, well, going back to the age thing, I'm twenty three, twenty-four. Mm. Nah, I'm not ready. Mm. I'm not having reached everything I wanna do before I get married. Right. So but again, now we're in a different ballpark. Yeah, I think I think 
in general, I think women should date men older than them because just simply because men mature a little bit slowly or well, women mature faster than men. And in that case, women mentally are more ready to be married, have a family and things like that faster than men are. So you just need to date a dude like seven to 10 years older than you. If that's your goal as a woman. Right. If, if that is your goal as a woman, you need to just date a dude older than you because chances are that dude who's seven to 10 years older than you is in that mindset of, oh, I want to settle down. To your point, like 23-year-old me, even Come me on. now, 29-year-old me is like, all right, I'll get, I'll get married yeah. in like, like five years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all right, but let's time. pause. Smooth, what's your take on that? Yeah, I was going to say um, dating while you're living with someone should be easier, right? Because you understand each other's schedules, right? So... The idea of surprising her. I'm a romantic, so, you know, I like to do cute things and surprise her with, you know, dinners or, you know, have a masseuse come to the apartment and give her a massage. So <laughs> now I know, like, her uh, schedule is 9 to 5, and then she likes to go to the gym from 5 to 6.30, and then around 8 o'clock we usually have dinner. I'm going to switch it up on a random Wednesday so, and so do something nice. Ladies, ladies, so, ladies, listen in. The, he's advertising. Listen, you saw you did that for your ex? A couple times. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. Cut it out, man. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. And then the other thing is like <laughs> Are we going straight to the next point? I think so, because this is this is even more important, right? Okay. Uh, like attention, yeah. you know, while you're living with your significant other. Uh -huh. To the point about your schedules. If baby girl knows you work hard nine to five, you grinding in your office, your home office. Mm -hmm. She understands this man has to make a living. He has to pay the bills, mm -hmm. et cetera. Or maybe he has, a pay, has to pay a portion of the bills. You want a whatever broke the man or a busy man. Whatever That's the it. situation Which is. Which one you want? Um, but the, the attention part, I think, comes with understanding and respecting each other's schedules. So I don't think attention or, or dating would be a challenge. I feel like it's even better because you now, you're, you see this person every day. Yeah, okay, hold on. Tell that to my ex. Yeah, <laughs> No, nah, I was going to go back and say, but do you agree that you should build date night into the equation? Also, I want to clarify that the points I was making were relating to after living with your girl for two, three years and, and how that relationship develops. So, you know, maybe we can back up a little bit because I think in the beginning, to Smooth's point, uh, you, you just moved in, you're excited, the lust is still in the air oh my God, baby, what can I get you? What can I do? But two, three years down the road is, yo, are you out the shower yet? I got to get ready too. Like, yo, uh, come on. Are you still doing your makeup? Yo, the dinner reservation was at six. It's 6.30. Like, come on. Like, And those are just natural progressions in the relationship and also living with someone. It's like, oh, babe, you showering? I'm going to hop in with you too. Mm. Yo, you done yet? Love that. Yo, get out the bathroom. You know, so that that's kind of more so where I was coming from. And I think, you know, unfortunately, two, three years in, you probably not having the masseuse pull up to the crib for your baby. I'm just saying. I I, I think I I'd take. <laughs> I think to your point, you got to keep it spicy. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep it spicy. And that's the only way to maintain that relationship. And on top of that, that's going to speak volumes of what's going to happen when you marry someone, you know what I mean? Be Agree, but but the reality is, are, are you keeping it spicy after three years of living with someone? Are yeah, you should hundred percent agree. But are you in reality? Are you doing that? I have listen. I'm gonna be honest with you guys, right? In AK's mind, what love is is 
dealing with a person, even though you don't fuck with them some days. Nah, I'm I'm keeping a stack. Like even though some days it's not no fairy tale, uh, yeah, yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. It's there's none of that shit for me. It's like, listen, me and you, we cannot talk for two days, but I still love you. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's what love is in a relationship. Like being able to grow to the point where I don't need to be your best friend every single day. We don't need to talk about every yeah, single yeah, thing. Yeah. And we can still coexist and make things happen. To me, th- that's what it is. It's not about dates. It's not about all that other shit. It's not about keeping it spicy. It's about can can I be by myself and then when I need to lean on you and we need to be together and we need to do things together, can we do that? Like, that's my version of love. Okay. Nah, I and I agree with that. But going back to my original point, I think that maintaining a personal life is important to the health of your relationship. Because it's almost inevitable at some point that you're going to get in that situation where it's like, you know, she's going to start questioning you like, oh, what am I doing wrong? You always want to go out with your friends, this and that. But really, you're like, I see you all the time. I live with you. I'm surrounded by you. Like, you know, so I think having that communication and openness and being like, yo, listen, you got to like find a hobby, like do something like, you know go out with your friends like because you need to maintain uh some personal time um and i think that's healthy for a relationship no i agree i I think it's healthy right and i I think having your personal time is key and at the end of the day you need to find that balance between how are we going to have our date night and how am i going to maintain who i am in this relationship because you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship at all and i think that's where people run into trouble is because to my first point early on in the show people are so used to working on themselves by themselves that they don't know how to work on themselves in a relationship so now how do i maintain who i am and my identity while maintaining my relationship and Keeping keeping that together, and I, I think that's that's the biggest issues. Smooth, what's your take? Um, for as long as you have enough space uh, with, within uh, the confines of your living arrangement, um, there should be no problem around, you know, whether or not she's spending too much time in the bathroom, or you know, if you want to shower, you you uh-huh. just come home from the gym and the bathroom is unavailable. Like two bedroom, you know, two bathroom, so it's smooth. Yeah, time to level up. Buy a house with your girl, you know. Hey, in that half bathroom. Buy a house you with know? your girl. Okay. But again, all right, but again, okay. you know, maybe, and I'm I'm going based on experiences where I was younger. We well, first of all, I was paying the bills, <laughs> full all the bills. Okay, big big daddy. Pull. No, I'm I'm saying you know I'm just being honest based on my personal experience. So, um, yeah, I think at this age now that we can start to evaluate those types of options and opportunities and have financial discussions about, yo, we going half on this spot together. But at that point in time, that's not the reality of the situation. So, um, and again, you got to think about, you know, the, the different types of men out there that are maybe listening in our viewers and shit. Like it's not all like us. Right. And they're not, we're all in different places and this and that. So a big por- portion of the podcast is about trying to speak to the, you know, the regular guy, yeah, the regular guy and or whatever. Jeff Schmo. And maybe that's not an option. So, and these are the, these are the real situations that men be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listen, man, I think that's a good note to end on, man. I think, 
think we body that. I think we body that for nah, sure. Nah, for sure, for sure. We, de- we definitely body that shit, man. Yo, smooth. Thanks, thanks for pulling up. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, boys. Yeah, yeah we got we got yeah, we got to see more of you on here. We got uh we got one more little segment. We call it the uh, this is what we've been doing of late. It's called the toxic block. Uh, just to end on a little outro, and we go through uh, you know, just a couple of some yeah, some to- some toxic. Uh, some some toxic, toxic situ- situations and stigmas, you know what I'm saying? Hey man, shout out to Name a Better Pod, Name a Better Plug. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, yeah, hey, you're ready. Appreciate you, man. Let's. If you want to, well, actually, we'll we'll kick it off. But yeah, kick, kick it off. Go ahead. If you got something to add, you know, be you know, feel free to chime in, my boy. Listen, man. So, ladies, he's not hooping with his boys. He's with his side chick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And he ain't fall asleep. He just want to play 2K in peace. Facts. She's not too busy. You're just in the friend zone. Mm. <laughs> She's not ignoring your text. She's just a blockbuster. Mm. Fellas, always remember. She, uh, fuck. <laughs> always remember, man, <laughs> that a bad bitch turns 21 every day. Uh, this is my favorite one. It says, she texted you goodnight, but she texted another man I can't sleep. He's not on her- <laughs> He doesn't have friends visiting every week, and he's just on another hinge date. Ooh. Hey, say that. Yo, you're giving him too much, move. Man, we might have to take you <laughs> off this pod. You're telling him too it's much. It's a toxic block. Listen, man. Yo, good blau, episode. Blow, blow, blow. <laughs> yo, Brooklyn, we in here. Yo, thanks for tuning in. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Name a better, man. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Follow us. You know what I'm saying? Follow my man, Smooth. Smooth, you want to drop your IG real quick? Underscore Aaron Lloyd. All right, heard you. Listen, man. Get the drop. Listen, man, it was another good episode, and we see you guys next week. You heard? Thanks for tuning in. I'm JJ. And this is AK. Welcome to Name a Better Plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug. Really on the plug, really on the plug.